0: Everything But The Kitchen Sink Written by Kiara M. Gray And read by Literarian Chapter 3 Crowley was having a very confusing time. It was a well-known fact that he did not like people. His customers knew it and his employees knew it. It wasn't completely true, though. He liked Anathema and Newt well enough, and he liked Madame Tracy down at the pub. But in every single one of those cases, they had grown on him over time and wore him down into a fondness. No, his immediate response was to dislike. And yet... The moment he had laid eyes on Fell, he had liked him very much. He had never in his life seen a more beautiful person. Eyes as blue as the sky and hair like clouds, it had felt like looking at an honest-to-God angel. And then he had spoken and smiled, and he was completely done for. If you had asked him before that moment if he believed in love at first sight, he would have told you to fuck off and peddle your snake oil somewhere else. It didn't exist. And yet, ever since that first day, the angel had taken front and center stage in his mind. He thought about him while he was working on other jobs, and while he was cooking dinner, and while he was at the pub. After that first day, he had worried he wouldn't get the chance to see much of him, but as it turned out, he needn't have worried at all. Because apparently Aziraphale was the clumsiest and most unfortunate person he had ever met. An angel with an unlucky streak, it seemed. That Or Aziraphale was purposely causing damage to his home so that he could call Crowley over, but he wasn't so conceited to think that was the case. Why would Aziraphale go through all that trouble for the likes of him when he could have anyone he wanted? At least he knew he was gay. If he hadn't been able to tell just from looking and listening to him, His large collection of Elton John CDs and Oscar Wilde First Editions did the trick. Sometimes, when he was over at his place, he would think he caught Aziraphale checking him out. He certainly hoped he was. He was trying to go for subtlety when it came to flirting and making his interest known, just in case Aziraphale didn't feel the same and he came off as a creep who hit on his clients. This wasn't a porno. Not that he hadn't imagined what would happen if it were. Aziraphale would tell him he wasn't able to pay because he was all out of money. But, oh, there must be something else he could give him. And, well, it all sort of spiralled from there. He had begun to take very long showers after getting back from Aziraphale's place. He was currently sprawled out in his bed, having just woken up from a very good dream that involved laying in the back garden while feeding Aziraphale slices of apple. Aziraphale had smiled at him in the dream like he was the only thing he wanted, and it had felt like coming home. Waking up alone in his bed, just like he did every morning, had left him grumpy. It had been three days since he had last been to Aziraphale's house to fix the curtains in his bedroom after they had fallen off the wall. Maybe today he would accidentally rip the banister off his staircase or break through a back window, and he would call him and he would be able to rush over and be his hero again. Knowing Aziraphale, it wasn't unlikely. At that moment, his phone rang on the bedside table and he scrambled to pick it up, hoping to see Azir Aziraphale's name on the caller ID. No such luck. He growled and answered it on speakerphone. What, witch? Good morning to you too, boss. You have an appointment today in an hour. Make sure you're there on time. I'll send you the address. He flopped back on the bed and rolled his eyes. Yeah, yeah. You say that, but you have been late for four different appointments in the last two weeks. I get that your neighbor is super-duper hot, but I need you to do your job today. You know, to pay the bills. Crowley groaned and rubbed a hand over his face. I never said he is hot and he's not my neighbor. Anathema snorted. (laughs) He had better be odd for you to only be charging him a quarter of the actual costs. And he lives literally around the corner from you, so he's your neighbor. Crowley huffed, but smiled to himself. Anathema had no idea. Aziraphale was perfect in pretty much every way, and if he got a call from him, he most certainly would skip an appointment to help him. Whatever, it's my company, I can do what I want. "'Yes, it's your company, but I run the books and we don't do charity work.' Crowley ground his teeth together. "'It's not charity work. I can fix whoever's shit I want to, and I want to fix his. I'm still getting all my other jobs done. This hasn't hindered that at all. Now leave me alone before I find someone else to do your job that won't be on my back like a nagging mother.' Anathema blew a raspberry into the phone. (laughs) You could never replace me. You love me too much. Love is a very strong word. And yet it's true. Now get up and get ready for the day. She hung up and Crowley remained lying in his bed for several minutes more just to spite her. By the time he actually dragged himself up, he had to rush through his morning routine in order to be on time to his appointment. It was a simple job, just replacing a medicine cabinet that had fallen down in the bathroom of an elderly woman's home. He was just putting the finishing touches on screwing it to the wall when his phone vibrated. Once it was set and he was sure it wasn't going to fall off, He slid his phone out of his pocket and lit up at the picture that popped up on the screen. Aziraphale had let him take one of him once he told him it was for records. It wasn't a lie. He wanted a record in his phone of what the angel looked like, just in case he forgot a detail. He was smiling widely in the picture, with the sunlight from the kitchen window streaming over him. Breathtaking. There was a text from him. 204 Hello, dear. This is Azir Raphael Crowley rolled his eyes. Of course he knew who it was. I'm afraid I may have messed up again. Nothing major this time. One of the shelves built onto the wall in my study fell down while I was in the shower. I may have put too many books onto it. I would try and put it back up myself, but you know I'm hopeless when it comes to this sort of thing. It's not an emergency, so don't worry about rushing over. Whenever you get the time, we'll be fine. Thank you, Aziraphale. Crowley grinned and took a moment to imagine Aziraphale in the shower. It was a fantastic image. He could just picture the way the water would flow over his curves and catch on his lashes. The way his lips would part as he looked up at him, eyes so big and hopeful. Just the picture of innocence and debauchery. He shook the image from his head with a bit of regret and typed out a response. 209 Hey, Angel, it's no problem. Just finishing a job now and we'll head over. Be there in 30. Old Mrs. Jameson paid him in full and gave him a kindly pat on the hand, and then he was out the door and driving back towards his angel. Well not his angel. He pulled up a few minutes after 2.30. He practically ran up to the door and had to stop and catch his breath before knocking. Didn't want to look like he was out of shape, not if he wanted Aziraphale to picture doing all sorts of physical activities with him. It only took a moment for Aziraphale to answer the door, And then there he was, smiling like the sun. Crowley leaned against the doorframe and tried to give off his most suave vibes. Afternoon, Angel. Hello, Crowley. Thank you for making the time to come help me. I always have time for you, Angel. You know that. A pretty pink blush rose in his cheeks, And Crowley wanted desperately to reach out and touch, to feel the heat of his skin beneath his fingers and taste it with his tongue. He forced those thoughts away before his cock could go getting any ideas. You're very sweet, my dear, he said with that bashful little smile he always got when Crowley complimented him. We've been over this. I'm not sweet. I'm honest. Aziraphale rolled his eyes as he stepped back to let him in. Yes, but you're being honest about your opinion, and your opinion is sweet. (sighs) Crowley hid his grin as he walked past. Semantics, Angel. Now, where is this fallen shelf of yours? Azira fell led him into the study and pointed to a shelf that was lying on the floor near the window. There it is. I came downstairs after my shower this morning and it was on the floor. Crowley approached it and inspected the shelf for damage. It looks like it's all still in one piece. I may need to reinforce it for you so that it can hold all of your books and doesn't fall on you again. I would appreciate that very much. Um, would you like me to leave the room while you work, or...? Crowley looked over his shoulder at him, then looked at the comfy armchair that was facing towards him. He smiled. No, that's fine. You can just sit there while I fix this up for you. Oh, um, all right. I suppose I will get some reading done. Aziraphale walked over to one of his lower bookshelves and bent to retrieve a book. Crowley had to bite down on his knuckles to stop himself from making a sound at the sight of those tan trousers stretched out over the swell of Aziraphale's ass. His thick thighs looked like they could pin him to the ground and hold him there for as long as the angel wished. God, what he would do to be between them. He had to turn away and close his eyes, praying that his erection wasn't painfully obvious from behind. You do that. Aziraphale settled into the chair and pulled a book into his lap. Crowley turned away and got to work fixing the shelf. It looked like the bolts in the wall had simply given out under too much strain, which wouldn't be a huge issue to fix. He took out his tools and got to work. He measured out the places for the new screws and added an extra one where he would be putting the extra support. The room was quiet except for the scrape and slide of his pencil on the wall – and the faint sound of Aziraphale's breathing. Crowley desperately wanted to turn around and see if Aziraphale was watching. Regardless, he would put on a show for him. When he lifted his arms to screw the metal beams into the wall, he felt his shirt ride up, showing off most of his lower back and the outline of his hip bones. It wasn't like Aziraphale could prove he was doing it on purpose. He used his drill to push the screws in, and so what if he put a bit more strain in his shoulders to show off their definition and possibly let Aziraphale think about what else he could drill into? Once the beams were in, he bent over at the waist to lift the shelf. It wasn't exactly light, so he had to grunt and groan a bit to lift it into place. Do you? Aziraphale began, and his voice sounded completely raw. Crowley grinned. That was a good sign. Do you need any help? Nah, Crowley said as he slid it into place. Already got it. Once it was safely on, he made a few adjustments. As he did, he chanced a glance over his shoulder. Aziraphale wasn't even pretending to read. His eyes were slowly and meticulously roaming over the expanse of Crowley's arse and back. There was a flutter in his stomach when he turned away. Well, that confirmed it, at least. Raphael was attracted to him as well. He had to bite his lip to stop himself from grinning like an idiot. Once everything was in place, he stepped back. Well, that should do it. You should be able to put as many books on this bad boy as you like. Aziraphale stood and came to stand beside him. It looks wonderful, Crowley. Even better than before. Thank you, my dear. Of course. He glanced at him out of the corner of his eye. So, um, was that all you needed from me today? Hmm? Aziraphale asked, turning to him. I believe so. Nothing else has broken yet today. Crowley raised an eyebrow and tilted his head. You sure? Nothing else here I need to screw? He didn't miss the way Aziraphale's eyes widened and his face flushed with heat. I, am um, no, not that I can think of. They stood there, staring at each other for a long moment before Crowley shrugged. All right, then. I suppose I'll be going. He picked up his tools and put them back on his belt, before turning back to Aziraphale. But if you think of anything at all around here that needs my attention, feel free to call me at any hour. I'll be here. He watched the gentle bob of Azira felt's throat as he swallowed. Well, do, dear. If I... if I think of anything, you'll be the first to know. Well, I would sure hope so. I would be terribly disappointed to find out you have another handyman waiting in the wing. Oh, no, certainly not. There's nobody else but you. Crowley smiled gently. Good. There was a moment where Crowley thought Aziraphale might reach out, might finally touch him. But then Aziraphale blinked, and the moment passed. Ah, yes, well, I should let you go. I'm sure you're very busy. Crowley shrugged as he followed him to the door, pushing back his disappointment. Uh, That's the beauty of owning your own company. I get to decide how many people I see each day. Aziraphale's eyes sparkled. Then I count myself among the lucky. I hope to see you soon, my dear. Crowley turned back once more, just outside the threshold. I hope so too, angel. It wasn't until later, when Crowley was safely in the confines of his own home, that he let himself think about the hungry way Aziraphale's eyes had devoured him. He had looked like he wanted to bend him over the sofa and take him right there. If he had, Crowley wouldn't have complained. No, not at all. He was almost desperate for it. Desperate for the feel of Aziraphale's hands on his bare skin and those soft, pink lips to press against his own. Though he normally kept an air of professionalism with all clients, if Aziraphale initiated something, there was no way he would be able to deny him. Even if all fell wanted was a quick fuck with the local handyman, he would take it. Even if all of this was only an erotic fantasy for Aziraphale, and nothing more, nothing deeper, Crowley would grasp at it with eager and grateful hands. Even if that's not all this was for Crowley. He had never felt like this before. He didn't want just one quick screw over a kitchen table, though the thought was very endearing. He wanted to wake up in the morning with Azira fell beside him. He wanted to learn how Azira fell liked his eggs and which tunes he hummed in the shower. He wanted Azira fell to look at him like he was worthy. But that was a lot much more than he could ever hope for. So if Aziraphale asked him for his body, he would give it more than willingly. He would give and give and give whatever Aziraphale would take, and he would say thank you because an angel had never looked at him before. Not like that. And Raphael was so sweet and kind and gracious and caring. It seemed as though he had been mistreated for most of his life, taught to think he was unworthy of the things he wanted. But he deserved to have whatever his heart desired, whether that be cookies or books or Crowley. God, he was being pathetic, wasn't he? throwing himself at the first beautiful man who smiled at him and treated him like he was special. Oh, well, he was past caring about that sort of thing. All he knew was that Aziraphale would have to be the one to initiate anything. Crowley wouldn't risk scaring the angel away or giving him the wrong idea. No, if Aziraphale wanted him... He was going to have to do something about it.